All right, welcome back to But Why Should I Care with Deanna Huff and me, Ellie Huff. Um, today, we, it's been a minute. Let's just, let's just reflect on that. It has been a, a minute since we have been on air. Uh, that is quite literally due to my education. Um, <laughs> I've prohibited us from meeting and discussing anything except my papers for the past few weeks. So we're back. Um, and today, uh, we find ourselves in the Christmas season. So we will be discussing Jesus, obviously. His, yes. his birth, his death, his resurrection, and the importance of one key factor, his physical body and his, his spiritual um, essence, if you will, that <laughs> combines with that physical body to make him both 100% God, 100% man, and all of the repercussions or consequences if those two pieces are not a part of the puzzle. Yes, because it's very important that both the immaterial and the material are involved when we're talking about Jesus. The immaterial and the material, yes. Both both very important. Um, so just take us through some of the biblical, the biblical context for it. Yeah, so one of the things I want to do before we start talking about the biblical inside of it, this takes me back to a story Good. back in... Washington, D.C. Yes. I love this story. <laughs> so basically what happened was I was on a trip with my daughter and lots of other students <laughs> because our school takes a annual. Washington, an annual D.C. trip. And while we were out there, we visited one of the churches now. The church that we visited was considered a progressive church, but we visited it because it was... It's historical value. It, yeah. Absolutely. And we were talking about history. Sure. And there was a sermon that day that the leader was giving, and they were talking about the virgin birth of Jesus, which I found very interesting, right? So I'm listening and telling. <laughs> allow it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is a great subject, yeah. until the leader says that it's insignificant and more symbolic. And then, of course, they were picking me up off the floor. Yes, because obviously, because you were like, oh. Wait. <laughs> How do I stand up in this sanctuary <laughs> right now and condemn this woman, right? <laughs> this is heresy. Wait, stop. <laughs> stop. And all the students are hearing it. And of course, there's another pastor who is on the trip as well. And I'm thinking, surely. <laughs> Who's going to object here? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, needless to say, the good thing was we took all the students back, yeah. talked to them about the importance of the virgin birth, but not just the importance of the virgin birth, but the importance of the physical humanity of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so as we're talking about that, it's really important that not only was he fully God, which you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. He was also fully human, and this is part of the challenges of spirituality today that we're mm -hmm. going to talk about further yes. in the podcast, but I just want to make a few comments on this first, because the physical and spiritual aspect of Jesus is, is so important. For one thing, we can see that in the first chapter of Matthew around the area, verse 23, you can look and see this prophecy toward Mary, right? Mm -hmm. And this is also going to happen in Luke chapter one. And Mary is going to ask, 
how is it that she's going to become pregnant? Right. And she's receiving this prophecy, right? right? And as she's receiving this prophecy and she asks this question, how am I going to become pregnant? And the answer is that the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, right? Right. And this is going to be a miraculous event. And so it's very important for us to understand that when Mary was pregnant and giving birth to Jesus, they they understood that this was a miracle from God, that she was going to have this physical human child that was fully God. Right. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around, around that, yeah. right? But it's incredibly important. And then we also see that it's it's significant because the physical death of Jesus, the physical death of Jesus mm-hmm. has been questioned. Some right. people say, oh, no, well, it was just a spiritual. Or a symbolism type or significant for another reason, not that it was a physical death. Yes. That's exactly right. Okay. But that's going to be problematic if you look in for example, 1 Corinthians 15, around verse 13, you can see that it states, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised from the dead. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain, right? And I think that's important to point out. Um, Like, it's not simply problematic that the physical body does not die and resurrect through Jesus, but it's quite literally the, like, core of our belief system. If that falls apart. If we are in some type of illusory spirituality, then we are to be pitied as Christians, right? For our faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this physical material part Mm -hmm. of humanity is, is what we're focusing in on today. Right. And this is going to be such an important aspect. I mean, if Mm -hmm. someone is trying to contend or argue that, Jesus was only symbolically raised Mm -hmm. from the dead, or it's only symbolic in the virgin birth, or something like that of the sort of Mm -hmm. argument, then we need to be attentive to that and and raise questions about that. And we can see also in 1 Timothy 3.16, he's stating, beyond question, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the spirit, seen Mm -hmm. by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. And so it's just really important that we recognize not only is the spiritual Mm -hmm. working here, but also the physical in Jesus. Right. So as we know, Gnosticism is built on the idea of esoteric knowledge, which just means secret wisdom, right? So if we look back to the Nag Hammadi, we see the Supreme Being as the source of all things. He's unknowable, unnameable, unfathomable, yet um, he has created all of these quote-unquote emanations, emanations being just sort of a reflection of said source. So... The, the the supreme being has created all of these emanations which are involved in this divine quote-unquote pleroma which is the divine hierarchy all that to say the greatest god who is unknowable has created all of these emanations within a hierarchy so there's greater and lesser divine divinities yes 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 so we see sophia as one of the last emanations they say last but we are also emanations sort of of this 
divine being. So Sophia sought this knowledge of the divine being, resulting in this veil of knowledge, which they call the Demiurge, which its other name is Yahweh. This they see our like God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, as this evil and selfish God who is seeking knowledge and is also trying to like get rid of this ignorance that that emanations have in, in order to seek the divine being to su- seek the supreme being so this, which is a really yes. really poor understanding of Yahweh in the Old Testament yes. so it's a completely different god that yes. they are discussing and describing mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up, this origin story found in this Nag Hammadi library, which are the Gnostic Gospels, the reason we bring this up is because we can see this story throughout almost every story, uh, like origin story in spirituality. You see different names for each character in Hinduism, in Buddhism, but we see this sort of idea of a divine God creating these other divine beings in a sense and they're all trying to transcend their physical reality right yes even though what's interesting is by discussing in more depth this um ontology or this makeup of the human being we can see that the essential oneness of all beings is crucial for gnostic and spiritual beliefs which kind of infers uh this monistic aspect which means that all things are god so every creature in the cosmos so every being and every natural thing is a part of this godness and mm-hmm. the the only difference between man sort of thing and and i don't know a rock is uh-huh. this greater divine spark which doesn't make a whole bunch of intuitive sense if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. it, it's not common sense and that would be correct because there is this esoteric knowledge being sought there's this secret knowledge with the supreme being being trying to be achieved yes and, and, and why are they trying to achieve it because they're trying to mm-hmm. escape yes their ignorance so the process of salvation for a gnostic for a hindu for a uh, buddhist is this transcending of ignorance in hopes of liberation uh this this freedom this holistic peace with the divine being which is going to be in the end this nothingness and this being absorption this absorption into the supreme being is that yeah which is really interesting because they put no value on the physical yes of what has been created by god right Mm -hmm. instead they would say that the physical is the evil that is trapping us here on earth prison yes yes and that is very different from what we're seeing in god's word and biblical christianity right so this is the um argument that we must counter and bring uh evidence for in order to give reason for jesus to not just be a part of this illusion or this evil physical realm or um, our just like misunderstanding of reality it's more than that like jesus was required to be both physical and spiritual being together holistically he can't be one or the other without absolutely obliterating you know all of the 
teachings of the Bible, like the, the most crucial pieces, if you will. Yes, the essentials for sure. And, and yes, yeah. And this is what's going to be so important for us to understand is because we're going to encounter people and mm-hmm. they're going to come from this background, this spirituality mm-hmm. of what's taking place in our society today. And as they're walking through this, they're trying to escape the physicalness, whereas that is completely different Mm -hmm. from what God is calling us to, to have an eternity where we are resurrected, right? Mm -hmm. We are resurrected into heaven, into our new life, those who are believers in Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Who put their faith in Christ. And we actually continue living on in the new heavens and the new earth. And so it's going to be very important to understand that Jesus is going to be resurrecting us. Now what that what that new body looks like. We, we, don't, we know. don't know. Yeah. But what we do know is that we're not trying to escape into this nothingness. Mm-hmm. And this gives us the ability to talk to people around Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think that as we continue in you know, the furthering of the years, we're going to see this lack of uh, conversation. Because, you know, you always have these conversations with your family when you're sitting there and you're just like, well, hey, what's going on? What do you think (laughs) about God? I don't know. That's what I do when I'm sitting at my table and I just have absolutely nothing to want to say about where my future is going. So it's just (laughs) like, let's talk about something else. How about God? What do you think about any of these? All that to say, these conversations uh, used to be steeped in science and evidence and logical um, fallacies and all of these types of conversations, you know, because of westernized philosophy. But I do think that with the uh, change in acceptance of more Gnosticism is what it is, but this Eastern philosophy, people are gravitating towards what is therapeutic. As we find April DeConnick in this uh, book by Elizabeth Lush Quinn, it's called Ars Vitae. Anyways, it touches on all sorts of different um, philosophies, as mm-hmm. in like ways of life, right? So we touch on Gnosticism, Stoicism, Epicureanism, and so forth. But she talks about in one of her first chapters, she reflects on what April DeConnick mentions in saying that today DeConnick sees Gnostic tendencies in all of our religious practices, not just in these new age movements, but it's because of this seeking of a therapeutic uh, religion that satisfies sort of our soul longing instead of seeking just like scientific knowledge that assures the mind, I guess, mm-hmm. instead of like feeling something, it's to know something. But I think that it's moving in this direction where people are seeking a peace. So they work on meditating, they work on um, in, in astrology, they do things that seem more soul satisfying as opposed to logically compelling, I mm-hmm. guess. So mm-hmm. that's why this whole... It's very know, experiential. Yes, exactly. Yes. So to feel instead of to know. But... That is why this conversation is so important is because when you're having these discussions about uh, Jesus at your table at Christmas time and whether he was physical, whether he was spiritual, you've got to be able to make a defense for both because you are still going to have people that say materialism, like everything is material, there is no spiritual. And you're like, that 
that can't be the case because um, the question of consciousness, you can discuss that or whatever. And then you can't just say that it's only monistic in the fact that it's idealistic or illusory like the Gnostics, because then we neglect this material sensory experience where perception cannot be explained necessarily, I guess. Anyways, both are very important. We need the physical, we need the mental in order to have the correct and fullest range, the fullest understanding of the human experience in order to live rightly and give defense for the Bible, I think. Yeah, and also in a time when we're trying to deny certain things about the body or the physical aspects of this world, especially as people are moving more into these ideas, Mm -hmm. then it's really good for us to have an understanding about why is the physical important or why is the spiritual important. Mm -hmm. And we see that both culminating in the person of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is such a great time to be able to talk about it. Why should we care ultimately? Give us a couple of bullet points on why we should go forward caring about the physical and the spiritual being involved in Christ and moving away from these Gnostic ideas that say, get rid of the flesh. Mm -hmm. So with that idea of Gnosticism sort of seeping into like all of our religions, we can't neglect the fact that like in Christianity, we tend to do this as well. So with regards to that question of like, how should we go about recognizing both the physical and the spiritual, we wouldn't look at each other and say like, our physical health was, you know, more important than our spiritual health. We wouldn't say like, oh, it's okay if you're taking care of your Uh, spiritual health if you're neglecting your physical health or vice versa right but there's clearly some type of intuitive difference where we say spiritual health is is you would you would hope that in the year you improve on your physical or i mean on your spiritual health over your your physical health right Mm -hmm. for reasons that are almost ineffable Mm -hmm. but like uh furthering that connection with god that is right and then that should provoke you to live in the physical world correctly. But I think that they're so contingent almost. They are so um, intertwined. intertwined that it's almost hard to make that distinction because, and we discussed this in class, like if, I'm, you know, if you're fasting for several days and your spiritual health is improving, you would still, you would start to see your physical health deplete. And then you're going to be inevitably moving towards some type of detrimental physical state (laughs) where you're probably gonna die you know um and and obviously god can overcome that that. (laughs) but no food does lead to death like scientifically or water i don't really know um all that to say it's important to recognize both it's important to ground yourself in the physical world in order to recognize our physicality and the importance and the beauty in it because there is beauty within the physical world if we allow ourselves to partake in it. So we're going to continue to experience this fullest range of the human experience. When Jesus promises life and life abundantly, he doesn't just mean a pursuit of the spiritual for a time later on down the road when we, you know, get to share the gospel and then die and then that's it. He promises us this life of truth, goodness, and beauty where we can all pursue a happy life in the physical and the spiritual world together. 
So all that to say, the physical is highly important to experience the full range of the human experience that God intended for us. God has allowed us to be both physically and spiritually redeemed in a sense, yes? Yes. And allowing us to put our sights on the good and therefore experience pleasure towards the right end. This means is enjoyable, also the end will also be beautiful and true and good, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So all these things are important. And and we see that there's these distinctions that he has placed upon the body, right? We have Mm -hmm. these distinguishing marks of the fingerprint or Mm -hmm. these these sayings in God's word talking about, I know the number of hairs on your head. And so we see these distinguishing markers that seems to make humanity unique, also Mm -hmm. noted in the creation story, right? Right. There's some type of individuality that God gifts to us, like he allows us to have that. Whereas Gnostic, you know, and in New Age and Indian philosophy, Eastern philosophy seeks to mitigate right? They seek to get rid of this identity in hopes of getting to this place of peace and nothingness. But I think it's really important that we must recognize that that we need to disenchant that idea where that has been romanticized over the course of the last 30 or 50 years through this new age movement. It's not aesthetically pleasing. I mean, yes, like the crystals are really pretty and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Astrology is really interesting and they have a good aesthetic going for them, but it's not fixed on the good. We have the good because we have a standard. They don't have a standard because it's all based in this esoteric, this secret knowledge that must be received through some divine spark of some unknowable God that we are seeking to know. It doesn't make any sense. It's very contradictory. And they become in this, they enter into this consciousness where they themselves have this recognition of this God-like ability, Mm -hmm. yet God is still unknowable. And so it really is not plausible. (laughs) It's not plausible. It relinquishes the identity, even though they see themselves as this elite group of uh, people, as Irenaeus says, uh, you know, as this elite group seeking knowledge on their own. Like this is a very lonely path in order to let go of everything that you've kept, which is simply your identity. doesn't make any sense. Pascal's wager doesn't favor it. Anyways, there's so many different ideas as to why neglecting this this physical body is quite literally detrimental to your life here on earth and by dismissing the physical you're dismissing art and 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 dismissing the gospel you're dismissing the gospel yes first and foremost the gospel second you're dismissing art you're dismissing um the objective truth found in the scriptures your which i guess isn't necessarily physical but Bound by a physical book all out. Um, uh, (laughs) Goodness, like there's all sorts of different aspects to our lives that you are neglecting if you choose to make this claim that we are in this monistic, illusory uh, experience that no one really has the same experience of. And so it's just a lonely path of dismissing truth, beauty, and goodness. To what end? This absorption into nothingness and presumed peace that's grounded in in nothing and just to wrap up there's three or actually you could say it in probably two bullet points but why should i care yes what would you say the right understanding of the physical body changes how we experience this life and receive the gospel
very, very helpful and important in your conversations this Christmas. (laughs) Yes. So I hope this one made you think.